Hello, hello, hello. I'm going to fix my shirt. Woo. Hello. Happy, uh, happy day. Happy day. It's Marilyn Aloria. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now? And today I am going to read some excerpts from my book and tell you some stories. And uh, we're going to have a grand old time with guides because the name of my book, which is now available on Amazon and all places where you buy books, uh, Guides, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers guides, mystical connections to soul guides and divine teachers. And it is by me, Marilyn Aloria, but there's also these incredible contributing authors like Sandra Pelly, Andrea Andre, um, Tamara Knox and Sarian. And I'll talk more about the authors in another week and we will do some special stuff around that too as well. So I am really excited to talk to you today and to kind of share a bit about my book with all of you and to read some excerpts from it, because this has been something that I didn't know, like I always knew I wanted to write. If you listen to the episode to before this one, which I suggest you definitely listen to because it was a lot of fun telling those stories. I've always known I wanted to write, but I didn't know that this would be the book. There were many iterations of different types of writing. And then when you remain open to something, opportunity presents itself. And that's what happened when Ariel contacted me via email, Ariel from Sacred Stories Publishing. And she said, hey, I'm doing this really cool ser series called Common Sentience, which there's a bunch of books in this series go check them out. If you go to the Common Sentience page, you're going to see all these books from like Stephen Farmer, Animals, my beautiful friend, Anna Maria Vasquez, Nature, you know, there's all these great books in the, in the series and more coming down the pike. And she really has a vision for creating new conversation in this world. And uh, I was really blessed and feel really happy and grateful to be part of the situation. So to have this opportunity to share all of this with all of you is so amazing to me. And I'll tell you something it's making me do. It's making me step out of the dark, step out of the shadows and get into the light. For the longest time, I've been thinking about being seen and heard more and what that would mean to me. And I remember having clients that knew my readings and, and how good I was at them. And they would say to me, you know, why are you small? Why don't a lot of people know you? And at, when I'd hear that at first, I'd be like, well, that's insulting. And then I would think, well, they're actually right. Why am I hiding? And this is also during the time when I was being shopped around for my own TV show. And um, I don't think I was ready to step out then. I think that there was a part of me that was afraid to fully be seen and heard. And part of that for me is the responsibility that goes along with it. And it's not the responsibility of my life. It's the responsibility of others. Um, I've noticed this in my business, how community is so important to me and the people that are in my community, I care deeply for completely. Like I really care for people that come through my path, unless they're biatches and then I don't care, which I don't get in my paid communities at all. I don't even get in, you know, in the free stuff I do anymore. I get such beautiful, incredible people coming to learn and very respectful and really responsible for their paths. And, but the thing that I found about myself is that I care so much and they listen, hang on a lot of, and it's not an ego thing. Trust me. It's not something I'm comfortable with that people hang on my words. Like sometimes I go and do a live and I'm like, wow, all these people are here for me or I do a pod party. And it's a little weird for a second, for about a second, not all the time, because then I remember, get the fuck out of the way. That's what I remember. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with my guides coming through me. Who am I? I... I'm just a channeler who lets shit come out of her mouth. They don't curse, by the way, I do. 
So I'm really excited about this book because we sat down and Ariel asked me some really incredible questions and a lot of great follow-up questions. And it was really a beautiful experience. And I'm going to read some of this with you and take you through some of this processes that I really want you, because I want you to have in your life what I have in my life. But let me, let me stay on one thought. So, um, she took me through this process and we interviewed, you know, she interviewed me and we went through questions and then we transcribed it and edited it. And there were times when I was editing the manuscript that I was like, did I write that? Or did the editor write that? Cause I was like, that's really beautiful. And then I went to my original document and I was like, oh my goodness, that was me. And that felt really good too, because man, we all know I can be Brooklyn. So I like to write Brooklyn too. I really do. But anyway, when my guides talk, they really bring magical, amazing things through. I think I know there were, there were a few moments in my life that were super important that were pivoting, changing, incredible moments where my entire life shifted and it needed to shift. And one of those moments was when my mother, and I talked about this in the last episode, my mother brought my father back to court so that I could go away to school. And that was an opportunity. Another moment was, I would definitely say, working in TV, you know, working, getting a job at MTV and interning there and then working in television and working at NBC where I got the uh, Emmy. And then another moment was definitely getting the lead in an off-Broadway play when I decided to leave television. But then another moment is when I sat in that, my therapist's office at the time, sat on the couch, feeling this energy next to me and feeling safe enough to say something is leaning on me. And when I was asked to find out what it was and to close my eyes and lean into it and to meet this little happy gnome who was just ready to spread his joy and his wisdom on me, that was a huge moment in my life. And then besides all the other little moments, they weren't really little moments, dead people showing up and scaring the bejesus out of me and recognizing that I could speak to beings that we can't see necessarily with our physical eyes or not everybody can see or whatever we want to say and uh, get information that nobody has in the room and then finding out that that information is correct. That's mind blowing. But with all of that came an incredible amount of, for me, responsibility. And before I, you know, it felt like it all just happened and opened up and, and really when you find your purpose, and I think there's many purposes. I don't think there's just one. I think my purpose I'm not going to say I think, because when I say I think, it's not as intuitive as I feel and I know. My purpose is to teach people and motivate them through story, help them feel connected, seen and heard and loved, and to believe in themselves through story. And I love telling story and I love real stories, true stories, and I love affecting change in people's lives and seeing the light bulb go off or the aha moment or the moment they believe in themselves or the moment they feel loved, they feel seen, heard, cared for, and they do something with it. And when I was recognizing that I had all of this, that I could do this, I could do readings for people and give them direction and tell them what to do. And I really had to have a conversation at that time with God. And I just remember sitting there, like everything was pointing, do this, do this, do this. And I was like, fuck no. And the reason was, is because I was scared. I was so scared of 
hurting someone. I was just scared of what this meant for my personal life. My life changed. The person who was like, you know, just carefree and drinking wine and hanging out with anyone because I could, you know, be a little bit of a chameleon if I wanted to, that person was going to change forever because I was going to align with my truth. I was going to align with why I was here and what my purpose was. And with that, as we all know, things fall away, things go away, relationships shift and change. Relationship to self shifts and changes. And I had that conversation and I don't recall it clearly, but I know that I had it with God and I don't remember how long that took or how many conversations I had, but I basically said, if I'm going to do this work, if somebody's going to come to me and, and that was at this, that point, this point, I would change how I do it. This is how purpose changes and I'll explain it. If somebody's going to come to me and put their life in my hands and ask me to guide them, you have to make me really good at this and really clear and really be able to help. And with that, and this is for those readers out there, because I know people struggle with this. Sometimes people are like, well, what if this happens or they don't like what you say, or they don't like this, they don't like that. And I had to go through stuff like that. And I share this in my pod parties. I didn't tell you how you can get the book. I'll tell you that in a minute. And I'll tell you that in the intro. I'll do an introduction to this. You'll all hear that now. Ooh, real time. Who cares? Anyway, when they, um, when they ask me things like that, the answer for me was, it's none of your business. You have to move out of the way. And you just have to let your guides speak through you. Because whatever's supposed to happen in that moment, if you're really moved out of the way and your ego's out of the way, because whether you're right or wrong, doesn't matter. You're just there to deliver information. That's when the magic happens. That's when the growth happens. That's when the experience happens. That's when the person has aha moments. And trust me, people will walk, walked out of readings of me and hated me. And I had to be okay with it. I didn't like it, but I had to be okay with it. And um, some of those people that walked out hating me, they were my best customers. And some of them were, well, I, never came back, but I could care less because I think the feeling was probably mutual as they exited my door. So here I am in a different place with my purpose. And it's been like this for quite some time. You know, I pretty much gave up readings when you're listening to this. I'm recording this on June 2nd, 2022. I um, gave up readings uh, seven years ago, private readings. And I moved into more um, teaching people how to do what I do because that was more important to me. And it's, that was another thing now. So now that was a new kind of purpose. And the purpose was how do I get people to believe in themselves? How do I get people to believe in the unseen? How do I get people to believe that there's this divine guidance and this universal multidimensional, amazing symbolic language that will shift you like you can't even imagine. And now there's this book. And, and one of the things seven years ago that I stepped out, it was about seven, eight years ago, um, doing, oh, it's longer than that. It was 11 years ago when I started teaching about guides. And that book came to me, that the course, 28 Day Challenge, it started with that constant communication with your guides, came in a moment of absolute desperation and fear and anxiety. And my guide saying, you are not allowed to feel this way. You have to surrender to us. And in that moment, you know, two days later, they dropped in 
this whole course about how to, how to communicate with your guides. And that became my platform of work. And now my platform is shifting again, because now it's about being a leader in your own life. How next level living is all about how do you live the next level of your life with you leading it with your guides around you. So it's been an incredible journey and I'm really excited about it. And you can buy the book on, I think I did tell you how to buy it. Look, we're just going to go on this ride with me. I don't really edit stuff out because it's like I'm human. Um, so journey with your guides, uh, guides, mystical connections to soul guides and divine teachers is available wherever you can get books. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say, because I don't know every website they're on, but you could also go to common sentience. That's S E N T I E N C E. You can go to the show notes of this podcast. You can go to my website, marilynlaurie.com and you can buy a book. So what I'm going to do for the fun of it right now is I'm going to go through. So I want to tell you how the book is broken up and I'm going to go through different parts. So, but we're going to do a fun little game because I always love doing games, right? So we're going to do something where you get complete guidance on this podcast to your own wishes and dreams and what you need to do. So I don't know what they're going to do. I never know what they're going to do. I just let them work through me. Those are my guides. Okay. I don't sit. And whenever I do a recording of a podcast, some of you may be like, could you please organize your thoughts a little better? The next podcast will be that. I promise this podcast is about me coming on, turning on the camera, and just having one thing that I want to discuss and just letting it riff because it might drive some of you nuts and I'm sorry, but I really enjoy working that way. And if it drives you nuts and um, there's other podcasts out there that are super organized, super coordinated, super beginning, middle and end, go have, go have a ball, go have a ball with those. Um, so the book is separated into three sections. The first section is, you know, about guides. So we'll, we're going to talk about understanding your guides the second section is the stories by all these amazing authors, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. And you have Sienna Zel Zelzaro. I'm going to ruin these names. Burge Smith Lyons, forgive me. Dr. Andrea Pennington, Patrice Maxwell, um, Jennifer K. Hill. I'm not going to read them all, but I Susan Mercer. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to read them all. Let me read them all. Um, Laura Yeager. You know, there's Yaround, um, Carol Campos. So, so many people in here. It's just beautiful. Debbie Menza. And so you get to read their stories and you get to see them. And I think I'm going to do a little snippets from stories too. And then the last section, which is my favorite, because it's what I'm known for, is how to deepen your connection with your guides. So you're going to go through exercises in this book and you have them at your fingertips at all times. And then the appendix the appendix is the pick your guide. So that is something that my guides gave to me that I'm going to give to you and you can get them on here. And you can also get it at marilynalaurie.com forward slash guide, G-U-I-D-E guide. Um, you can find your guide on that as well. Okay. So here's how we're going to do this. Close your eyes. And if you're walking, stop and close your eyes. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. And breathe, just breathe. Own your breath. And what I mean by own your breath is you're doing it. You're breathing. It's your breath. I'm not telling you how to breathe. I'm not directing you. You're just breathing, filling your body with air, oxygen, divine connection. 
And let's start with um, something you would like to see come to fruition three years from now. Let's go three years from now. So that may take a moment and you may be like, I don't know what I want. Some people do that. And I, and I get it. I do. So I, I get it to a degree. I've always known what I wanted. So, but I, I'm compassionate for it. What I would suggest if you're in a place where you don't know what you want, you know, if you want to be on a beach, you know, if you want to, and I don't like the word want. So let's say desire, what do you desire three years from now? You know, you desire to be uh, on a boat. You know, you desire to be sitting next to the love of your life. We know what we desire. We just deny our desires because we're afraid they won't come true. And we're not going to do that today. So think about three years from now. And you're standing in a place and you're like, holy mackerel, I can't believe I'm here. And some of you may just like what's showing up for me. I'm like, oh, what is this place? This is kind of cool. And some of you may know exactly where that place is, but see it. What are your feet standing on? What are you looking at? What's around you? How does it feel to be here? Wow. I'm sorry. What's coming through for me is beautiful. Now, if you can't see, uh, some of us can't see right off the bat, right? I can see really clearly, but it doesn't matter. How does it feel or what do you want it to be? Oh, there's that word want again. What do you desire it to be? So what that would mean is, you know, I don't see anything, but I love that time when I went to Hawaii and I was standing on the shore of the beach, whatever beach. That's what it can be. So hold that image right now and breathe it. My unfolded, mine unfolded even more. So I would invite you when you have more time and you're not listening to the podcast, you can pause it right now um, to invite even more to unfold. And what showed up in in the vision, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't driving it. They just brought it to me. And I was like, Oh, I'll take that. I like that. Okay. So now where that is and where you are, that's the gap that we're working on bridging. That's what next level living does too. We bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. So I want you to ask your guides a question, whether you know your guides or not, what do I need right now to bridge the gap from where I am to where I want to be? What do I need to know about myself to bridge the gap from where I am to where I want to be? So just take a moment and sit in that question. Now, I'm just going to go to any place in the first part of the book. And I'm going to tell you the first part of the book is really about guides. So I don't know how it's going to answer this question or if it's going to answer it at all. I have a feeling it may not. But the thing about this work is that it doesn't have to answer the question. When you're in the question, you're answering the question. That's all it takes. It's the intention. It's the being with the question because what you're doing is opening yourself up for possibility. So when you're asking the question, it's already being answered. It just may not be in your physical awareness yet. All right. So let's see where it takes me. Gatekeeper guide. So I'm going to read a little bit about the gatekeeper guide. And this is one of the guides and my gatekeeper guide he wasn't the first guy I met. And I think in the book it says it was, but that's okay. We don't need, you know, it, it's okay. Um, 
my gatekeeper guide. So the gnome was definitely my first guide who taught me how to communicate with my other guides. And then after a year of working with him, he left. And then my gatekeeper guide, I was already talking to my main guide and you're going to learn about main guide. And I have a health guide, love guide, different guides. I was already working with some of them and I went into a class and the teacher was like, you know, I heard first time I heard about a gatekeeper guide and I was like, oh, all right, I guess I'll go meet the gatekeeper guide. So I went into meditation and if you buy this book by um, July 1st, you're going to get a meditation to meet a guide, not necessarily a gatekeeper guide, but you could ask for that. You could ask for a health guide. You could ask for anything. I haven't done that meditation yet, but you will have it by the time you hear this. If you buy the book, that's one of your bonuses. And um, so my gatekeeper guide showed up and he is, I like tall redheads. He is like the jolly green giant, completely body even has the fig leaf outfit, like the Jolly Green Giant. Not always in the fig leaf outfit, but that's what he showed to me. He's got reddish hair. He's big. And he walks the peripheral of where I'm at. And he's the closest. Uh, actually, my health guide and my love guide were the closest at one point. My love guide has moved, moved recently to another position. Closest in proximity. My guides tend to stand further out. That helps me. You're going to learn all about space. You're going to learn these things in the book. My guide tends to stand, uh, most of my guides tend to stand a little bit further out because that's intimacy, that's comfortable intimacy level for me. He's one that walks the peripheral, can be closer, and I trust him completely. Okay. So the question you asked may not answer it, but maybe it's about heading a gatekeeper guide. The gatekeeper guide is the one who can connect you to all your other guides. He or she serves as a protector of stores standing by your side as you're working with different guides and is the one that allows them in or doesn't allow them in. Your gatekeeper guide can also be a bridge for you because you must raise your vibration to meet your guides and they must lower their vibration to meet you. Before you can raise your vibration easily, you can ask your gatekeeper guide to help you. My gatekeeper guide would do that for me. He would help me raise my vibration to communicate with my guides and he would help make the connection fast and direct. He'd help me know which guide was the right one for me and then serve as a layer of protection so that not just anyone could come in. Okay, so we asked the question, what do I need to know about myself to bridge the gap from where I am to where I want to be? What would you think might be the answer in this particular reading that I did about the gatekeeper guide from the book? What do you think it is? And and I want you to not go to the default. Some people go to the, I don't know. Tell me, I don't know. I don't want you to do that. I want you to make it up. Guess. Because the more you rely on your own inner wisdom, the better off you're going to feel making decisions in your own life. Giving you a moment. My answer is that Calling in a powerful gatekeeper guide, someone I feel safe and secure with, which I already have, but this is the answer for all of you who don't have one, is going to help remind me who I am and why I deserve to go to where I want to go, or even what is my birthright to go to where I want to go. It feels like the gatekeeper guide wants me to know this is your birthright. This is where you're meant to go. And I'm going to keep you out of harm's way 
And out of harm's way does not mean nothing bad doesn't happen. It means when something comes down the pike that's uncomfortable, he's got my back. He's my homie. He's my friend. He's, he's, I'm trying to find other words because these aren't words I usually use. So I don't know why they came through, but he's the person that's with me. Um, what's that song? Uh, uh, you know, you got a friend. I'm not going to sing it anyway. That's the person. So I feel like what he's trying to get through to all of you is your gatekeeper guide wants you to know you're not alone so that you could take that first step. You don't need to be afraid. You can just do what you want to do. You can take that first step because the, he or she or whoever your gatekeeper, they, your gatekeeper guide, we talk about that in there, how it's uh, what male and female means, feminine and masculine. And um, what your gatekeeper guide is, your gatekeeper guide is going to watch your back. Okay, so dive into that question for a second of, okay, what is my first step? What should my first step be? And now I'm just going to let the book guide me. And this is where it took me. Everything is information. Your guides are filling in and filtering what you need to know. They are your teachers, wise friends, and biggest cheerleaders, enticing you to try something new. Who wouldn't want to walk the earth plane with them? They make life colorful and fun and help you live aligned with your soul. That was the last paragraph of uh, that particular section. Consider what we discussed about relationships. So here's the thing. You're going to have to read this book to understand, but relationships are super important with your guides. So if we're asking what your first step is, and I went to the part where your guides can help you to color it in, to have the courage to take that first step. And then the next part I went to was about relationships. Who in your life relationship-wise supports you and doesn't support you? So ask yourself that now. Who in your life supports you and doesn't support you? And you can even close your eyes and create a circle around yourself and pull in the energies of the people that really support you and push out. And it's not about harming them. Push out the energies of people who don't support, don't support you. Okay. So do that now. So I'm going to read a little something else right now. Guides communicate using a multidimensional language that transcends time and space. They can incarnate in many ways as ascended beings, deceased loved ones, angels, animals, nature, planets, color, beings from other dimensions, and star systems. We're able to connect with different entities and energies because everything is physical relationship. Relationship with them, relationship with our soul, relationship with the universe, and relationship with planets. We are in relationship and co-creation. So now think about where you started three years from now, that's where you want to be, where you are today. What do you need to know to get there? What dropped in was about having a guide, someone who helps you to not feel alone, helps you to feel the courage to take the step. And then spirit is asking you, what could that do for you? How can that help you? It could be colorful. It can make you feel loved. It can make love a uh, life fun. You can have a joyful ride. And then what will that do for you? Well, it's going to grow my multidimensional language that's going to transcend time and space. 
it's going to help me to really have a relationship with myself and a relationship with my surroundings and the physical world and the energetic world, as well as a relationship with my guides. And having all those relationships that are very, very intact and beautiful and motivating and supportive, well, of course, I'm going to be able to step out on my journey and start bridging this gap to where I am, to where I want to be. All right, let's move on. So we're going to go to the second section, which is the stories. And what I want you to think about, I don't, I'm just doing this. I don't even know how this is going to all come out, but I'm doing it. I want you to think about, hmm, how do I want to do this? I want you to think about the story you want to tell. What's the story that is just for the lack of a better word, dying to get out of you. What is the story that you want to tell? Maybe maybe you don't really find that there's a story you want to tell. Most people have a story, no matter what they want to be in this world. Maybe it's the story of this journey of where you are today to where you want to be. What is the story you want to tell? Think about it. Now, I'm just going to go to a story. And I don't know which one they're going to take me to. And I'm just going to read a paragraph. Mm, It's actually mine. No, it's not mine. It is. And tell you whose it is. Oh, no, it is mine. Can't be. Yes, it was my story. Okay, it's home to my soul. It was my story. And we'll pick another one too. But I'm going to read this what I got. Cling to the dreams, clinging to the dream and my guides, I fervently pursue the journey of securing the home. Finally, we close two days before Christmas, keys in hand. I'm excited to walk through the house. I open the door. With the clutter gone, it looks worse than I thought. Going from room to room, I see mold on the walls and broken windows. It's horrible. Panicked and petrified about what I just done. I sit down and bawl. I feel so alone. My guides say, trust us. So I really honestly, guys, have no idea where to take me, but I think that's a perfect paragraph for right now because I didn't know I was going to do any of this with you. And the beginning we started with where we want to be three years from now, how to bridge the gap. What do we need to know about ourselves? The gatekeeper guide came through. Okay. We have a guide. And then it was about how it can make your life colorful. And it's about relationship to self and developing that relationship with all things around you and yourself. And now it's about the story of your life. And here's a moment where I'll read this paragraph again, but you can hear that I was panic stricken. And my guide stepped in at that moment and said those words, trust us. Clinging to the dream and my guides, I fervently pursue the journey of securing the home. Finally, we close two days before Christmas. Keys in hand, I'm excited to walk through the house. I open the door. With the clutter gone, it looks worse than I thought. Going from room to room, I see mold on the walls and broken windows. It's horrible. Panicked and petrified about what I've just done, I sit down and bawl. I feel so alone. My guides say, trust us. So these are the stories you can be creating in your own life if you're not already creating them. Let's go to another one and see where they take us. But before we do that, let's think about this. 
So your guides are asking you as you take this journey with me right now, man, I'm trusting them right now, right? Trust us, trust us. So I don't know where it's going to take us. I don't know that it's going to answer the question what we need to trust or how we can trust ourselves more than anything, because that's the biggest trust. When you trust yourself, you trust your journey in life. So just be in that word trust. I don't know what the question is for you. Maybe the question is, how do I trust myself? Or how do I trust my guides? Or how do I trust this journey? What do I need to do to lean into trust? And let's see where they take us. I, I want to see who this is. So let me look at the page. This is a way of gratitude and respect. And I'm not sure who it's by, but I will find out in a second. But the paragraph I fell on, Bracing myself for his approach, I noticed the second younger man walking behind him. The second one approached and asked if I had a cigarette to spare. I told him I did not and offered him some money so he could buy some, but he refused. I don't need money. I need a smoke, he replied, catching me off guard. He began asking questions, wanting to know where I came from, where I was going, where I was born, and why I wore lipstick. There was something different about his eyes. They had fire, a spark of some kind. Having discovered I grew up in Dublin, Ireland, he told me how much he liked the Irish, how great they were as warriors. Not afraid to fight, he said, looking deep into my eyes as if addressing my soul. I sensed he also knew how ashamed I was of the fighting Irish part of my heritage. Feeling uncomfortable with the conversation, he began to smile a knowing smile. He shared his good fortune at having a wonderful Irish friend with whom he enjoyed many great fights and many victories. Again, that smile. His amusement was obvious. Without the courage to say I hated the fighting part of the Irish, I pretended to agree, but I knew he was aware of my deception. After what seemed like an eternity, he told me the elderly man was his father and he should go find him. Reaching up with his hand, he gently touched my face. His skin was like silk, love emanating from his fingertips. Now, Reading that story, and I want to find who that's from, Patrice, Patrice Maxwell, Patrice Maxwell, beautiful story, Patrice. Um, reading that, think about that beautiful, she, she's talking about a part of herself that she doesn't accept. And he's talking about a part that he embraces because he loves the fighting Irish and the warriors in them. And she's ashamed, or she didn't use those words, her words are much more beautiful than that, of what she needed to, what, that she was, that he knew her deception, that he didn't love that. So what I would surmise from this is whatever you're struggling with in trust is about acceptance of yourself. The more you fully accept yourself for who you are, the more you will trust yourself and your guides. So I'm going to read her last paragraph. Feeling grateful for and blessed by this experience, I promised myself I would always remember that everything is not always as it seems and that I don't know what is best for others. <sighs> Just breathe that in. So for me, what's coming from all of this, let's reiterate, we're going to go through another part, but let's go through in the beginning again. You are on a journey where you are today to where you want to go. You recognize that having a guide by your side is going to support you in going there. You recognize that you, it's going to make your journey colorful and fun. And you also know that you need to trust yourself as you take these steps, but there's always somebody there by your side, a guide who's going to help you go on that journey. And then 
you have stepped into it and you're like, okay, what do I need to trust myself? Well, full acceptance of self. I need to love all parts of myself. This man can see how much that, that they, he's telling me how much he loves this side of me. Why can't I love this side of me? Now, I don't know if that's Patrice Maxwell's story fully, but you have to read the book to find out. But I do know, and they're all stories of beautiful. You do know, I do know that it's about when you trust yourself, you take the, you have the courage to take the steps to where you want to go. All right. So there we are, right? Now let's move to another part. The third part. I don't know where they're going to take me, but let's think about this. You're on the journey now. You've got the guide. You've got your trust in yourself. You've got the courage. You're taking the steps out. You're really taking those risks and you're doing what you need to do. And I just want you to breathe into that. What would that feel like for you? What would it feel like to finally take the steps that you need to take? And, and you can't say to me, I don't know what steps to take. Because studying a class, reading a book, going and talking to someone who's an expert in a field that you want to be doing it, reaching out to someone, whether they say no or yes, and asking them to have a conversation with you, um, talking, looking up travel, talking to a travel agent about a safari, whether you can go now or not, talking to a realtor about what it is to buy a house, whether you can do it or not. These are all steps that move you in the direction of your dream. Don't weigh everything in the moment that you're in thinking you can't have it because the moment you're in, many times you're thinking about the past experiences, not where you're going. Instead, take the moment and say, I'm going to take a courageous step. I'm going to believe in myself. I'm going to trust in myself and I'm going to move forward. Now, what do I need to know? Okay. And let's see where we go in the book. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to take me. I'm getting through the readings. Okay. Imagination is everything. Years ago when I first started, this is the third part. Imagination is everything. Years ago when I first started studying about guides, there were antiquated teachers telling us not to use our imaginations. They said imagination was bad, which meant we weren't doing it right. That felt wrong to me because my guides encouraged me to use my imagination. They told me that is where they are. They said that all souls are creative and guides want you to be creative. Use your imaginations. That is where magic is happening. I record all my sessions with my guides. I have hundreds upon hundreds of recordings. I don't remember all of my sessions with them. If there's something they want me to remember, I will. Sometimes I'll write an important piece of information down as soon as I come out of a meditation with my guides. One day I had a big decision about my life and I felt lost. I went for a walk and brought one of my recorders with me. This recorder had more than six files on it with up to 14 or more recordings in each file. Six files with more than 14 recordings on each file. I hadn't used the recorder in a while, so I had no idea what year the recordings were from. My guides told me to listen to recording number seven in file number three, not even knowing if there was one had seven recordings on it because some had 14, some had three. It depended on the length of the recordings. I trusted and went to that recording and listened. I was amazed by what my guides had told me about my life a year prior. Everything had come true. 
from going into a yoga program that I didn't even know existed at the time to deciding on my move. After listening to that recording, I knew to trust my guides and I knew what decision I needed to make. Had I worried about getting it right or not using my imagination because I might be making it up, I wouldn't be where I am today, teaching all of you and living a beautiful life. Please use your imagination and play with your guides. Let's use your imagination right now. And I'm going to do something with you in a second. So the reason why they had me fall there was, what do you think? I want you to think first. I don't want you to wait for my answer. We just went through this. I'm not going to reiterate the journey right now. I may in a second. But think of where you are on this journey in this podcast with me with the book. And I'm asking you this next part. You're on the journey. You're taking the courageous steps. I don't even remember the question. What do you need to know? Or what do you need to have? Or what do you need to believe in? I think you were coming up with a question. That's what happens when I do this work. I move on to the next thing. What do you feel this particular part about using your imagination and trusting your imagination is telling you right now in what we're doing right at this moment? Come up with it for yourself because if you don't come up with it, I'll get quiet in a second. If you don't come up with it for yourself, it doesn't anchor into your soul and root into your system, root into your life. That's why I teach this work because if you just depend on readers and there's great readers out there, but if you just depend on readers, it doesn't anchor into your body as much. Some things will for sure. And you'll take direction, but it's so much better when you get the answer for yourself because you get anchored into it, especially when your guides are helping you out. So why are they telling you right now to use your imagination? So my feeling would be that anything is possible. And if you're basing your life on past experiences, that's going to trip you up to where you want to go. Because what is in front of you, you've not yet experienced. You've not yet had this experience in your life because it's new. It hasn't happened yet. So when you use your imagination and you trust the visions that are coming to you and the intuition and the feelings and the thoughts and the creativity of it all, and you just lean into it and you visualize it and you see it. Think of how we started out this whole um, podcast with you visualizing something three years from now and feeling it. That's imagination, right? That's direction. That's a roadmap. That's your path. And they're asking you to believe in the unseen. It's like I said in this thing that I wrote, I didn't even know there was a yoga training when they told me to do it. I didn't know, like, of course, there's yoga trainings out there. I'm not saying there wasn't a yoga. It was the particular one that I decided to do because it was different. And, and my move, everything. If I didn't go into imagination, visualize what I want, lean into my guides, trust myself for doing the work and listening to them all along the way, I wouldn't be where I am today. So they are asking you to use your imagination. So let's do a quick imagination exercise. I may change the one in the book a tiny bit, but I don't remember what I wrote. So we'll see what this is. So feel everything that you've done so far. Think about it. We're create, we're weaving a story together right now, right? We're using the book. We're using story. We're using your own experiences. It's three, three, three right now on the clock. 
and think about where you started out when you first started listening to this, what, what was happening in your day? Was it a hectic day? Where are you right now? Then we visualized where you want to be three years from now. And then we thought about where you are today and how to bridge the gap. And then we met the importance of a guide. We came in. Okay, let's get this gatekeeper guide or this guide to walk the path with us. Okay, we're going to learn how to trust, trust our guides, trust the universe, trust ourselves. We're going to take the courageous step out onto the path. And then we heard about accepting ourselves and loving ourselves and knowing at moments when it's really difficult, when you're sitting down bawling on the floor, your guides are saying, trust us. And then we're going, okay, what's the next step? We're already out on the road, a few steps out on the road. What can be next? Imagination. Keep imagining. Because maybe something came down the pipe that slapped you upside the head, made you doubt, made you fear. And guide, your guides are like, mm, no, let's just get into imagination. We're fine here. Let's keep going. We trust you. Trust yourself. So now think of a question you have and try not to make it a yes or no question. Because yes or no questions are fine. I'm reading the book, but sometimes they can limit a bigger response your guides want to give. So try asking a question about what you need to know or where you need to go. So it teaches you how to ask questions. So you might want to ask, what do I need to know about blank? What do I need to know about myself to grow into blank? Where do I need to go to find out more about blank? Well, I can tell you by the book, but where do I need to go to find out more about blank? Okay, so think of a question using what or where. After everything we did. Maybe it's a specific question. Should I join membership for your soul? That's a yes or no question. Okay, what do I need to know about myself in regards to joining membership for your soul? What do I need to know about myself in growing in regards to joining membership for your soul? So now ask a question. Is this going to help me on my journey? If I join, that's a yes or no. Can't do it. Okay. Well, joining membership for your soul, where, what? I'm trying to help you here. What do I need to know about my journey and working in membership for your soul? There you go. And don't worry about it. It's outlined in the book. So when you buy the book, you'll be able to do it. Okay. You have your question. So I want you to trust your imagination. Okay. I want you to trust your imagination. And I want you to go for your first response. And I'm going to change it from the book so that you can buy the book and do it differently. I just want to make sure I don't do something that's in the book. I'm not going to. Okay, good. So you have your question. And you're closing your eyes or you're keeping your eyes open. You can even use something in your physical life that comes to you when I ask this question. And um. I just want you to trust what you get. And if your eyes are open, see what it falls upon. If your eyes are closed, just see what you see. And if your um, eyes are closed and you're not seeing anything, make it up. I want you to think about your question. And I want you to see something in nature, something in nature. And I want you to focus in on the color of what you see in nature. Focus in on the color. And I want you to notice how it makes you feel when you focus in on that color. How does it make you feel? 
and use emotional words. Like it makes me right now, it makes me feel peaceful, excited, happy. I love doing this work. This is amazing. I feel open. I feel expansion. I feel growth. I feel like I could dive into it. That's everything I'm getting from my color. So you do it now. What do you feel? What do you feel this thing in nature wants you to know about yourself? What does it represent in the world? Like if it's a mountain, it's what does it represent? If it's the sky, if it's a tree, if it's water, what does the world think about it? Like what does it represent? What is its de definition? And then what is that telling you about you? So let me give you an example real quick. Mine is, I'm going to give you something. I don't, it's not mine. It's say I'm seeing a river right now and it's flowing and it's clear and it's beautiful. And rivers have, they, they just have clear water and clean water and they're, they can, you can dip your feet in and get cool and you can catch fish for food and source. And it just is showing you the flow of life and that things can be challenging and difficult, but also amazing and great. So what would the river be telling me? The river would be telling me, keep going. You're doing amazing. You're great. You're just like this river. You wash things away. You clear paths for people. You open them up to their heart, to their soul. That's all you do. Okay. And that's imagination. So now do it now. Okay. So hopefully you got something and if you didn't just try it again or get the book and it'll take you through a lot of exercises, but we're going to do one more thing just cause it's fun. And I do this a lot and I think it's always a really fun thing to do. And I think in the book, I'm not going to do secret questions, but I believe in the book I did do secret questions. Um, so focus in on that thing in nature, focus in on what you know already. Like, what do you feel like it's telling you about your question? Think about that now. So mine was a sky. I'm just going to give you an example. And I'm asking about my next podcast, which I talked about in the previous episode. And I've been talking about a bit and it's definitely something that I'm like nervous about committing to, but I'm committing to it. And I got the sky and the sky was uh, blue and I can't remember what it told me about the color, but it was great. But mainly it told me about um, what's on the other side of the sky. Like you have to do this to see what's on the other side of it. The sky's the limit. You have no idea where this is going to take you. You can't see where it's going to take you. I can't see what's through the sky, what's past the sky, what's on the other side of the sky, but you don't have to. So what is it telling me about me? Take the risk. You know, when you take these risks, that the feeling is bliss. It's amazing. It's incredible. There's things there that whether whatever happens, it's not about outcome or expectation of outcome. It's about my experience, that my experience in doing this podcast is going to be just like looking at a beautiful sky, a blue sky. I'm going to really feel like I show up for myself. So that's how you can do that work. And that's how much information is in the world at all times. And especially that information gets super clear when you have guides to interpret it, to help you interpret it. Okay, so focus in on that thing in nature and everything you know so far about yourself and everything we've done so far on this episode.
And now this thing in nature has got lips, man. It has got lips. Beautiful, big lips. And it is opening its mouth. And it is singing a song to you. What is it singing? Now, what I would have you do, so mine was very, very odd, which is something I never got. I'll tell you about it in a second. I am going to Google it real quick. You would Google uh, the lyrics. You could listen to the song. So there's different sensory ways that you'll get information. One is looking at the lyrics. And another one is definitely listening to the song. Because when you listen to the song, you're engaging a clear audience. You're engaging definitely a clear sentient feeling, an empathic feeling. You're having a visceral experience of it. So it's, and you can even read the lyrics while listening to the song. And then you're just combining a bunch of stuff here, a multidimensional universal experience. And it'll give you information. So mine was, I'm a little teacup, teapot. So I'm like, okay, sky's singing, I'm a little teapot. Says, I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here's my handle. Here's my sprout. When I get all steamed up, hear me shout. <laughs> Tip me over and pour me out. So this means a lot to me. Because the story that I'm getting prepared to tell, is a it's a big story that's been bubbling up inside of me. Something that I really want to get out. And I feel like this ghost, Sal, wants to get this story out too, wants people to really recognize who he was. And at the time in his life when he was, um, and I didn't know this about him and people told me about this later on. And then only recently I started watching some interviews with him that like when you watch an interview with him, oh my goodness, he's so incredibly, what, what a loving person. I already had that experience with him in spirit. I didn't know that he was physically like that. And then he, in the late seventies, it was, yeah, because he died in 77, he was coming out as bi and stuff. And that was really big back then. And he was accepting his sexuality and who he was and who he was and, and owning that. And that's a huge thing. And that's a huge story to get out, especially now around um, wh whatever's going on with, the, you know, what people are thinking about preferences and all that kind of stuff. So this is a story that has to go out. So I'm going to read the rest of the lyrics. And I didn't know this part of the lyrics. I'm a very special teapot. Yes, it's true. Here's an example of what I can do. I can turn my handle into a spout, tip me over and pour me out. So what is your song? For me, that is very encouraging to me that this is something I have to get out. This is my story. I'm a special teapot. And when I start talking about this and it gets out of me, it's going to feel really, really good. So that is what you want to do with this kind of work. And if you buy the book, Guides, Mystical Connection to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers, where you can get anywhere, check your show notes on my website, on Amazon. I feel that you are going to have a magical experience that you can have with you at all times. I'm hoping that this book is dog-eared and worn and used and just absolutely used up <laughs> like a really fun book. 
All right, guys. So that is all I wanted to do today. I wanted to just share a little bit about my book. And I wanted to take you on a journey. I hope that was a fun journey for you as much as it was for me. I like going on these journeys with you sometimes because it really helps me to um, kind of go in real time with you because sometimes I can go really, really fast and I have to slow it down. But also it is um, just really, really incredible to be able to have the experience with you. And so remember, if you purchase the book um, by midnight July 1st, you're going to get those bonuses. And um, I'm really excited to hear you about your experience. It. And one of those bonuses is us doing something live together. So I'm really excited to meet up with you, talk with you and share some more. And that'll be a special uh, thing for us. All right, guys, I will talk to you soon. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this. And remember to go pick up the book, Guides, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. I will talk to you soon. Much love to all of you. Bye.